Let's see some kids fight. All right, welcome to the afternoon nap. Welcome. This week, we didn't do last week, Jewish holidays. We're doing episode eight. We're doing episode nine together. I don't even think we did episode seven, did we? We did do episode seven. Oh, okay. Remember, it was the lighting issues. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We did do episode seven. All right, so we're doing episode eight, Lord of the Ties, and episode nine, The Green Council. In episode eight, you can mostly talk about the ending. The whole family comes together for a dinner party. Viserys on his last stand, his last breath, they had the amazing scene where he's going to finally sit on the throne maybe for the last time and it well, looks, de- definitely for the last time right but in the sh- when we were watching we didn't know it looks like it looks good for Rainier and Allison Rainier proposes a deal that would lead to both of their houses being in good standing with the crown Allison accepts everything looking good until the end of the episode Viserys fades away to death but right before he talks about Aegon and he talks about the prince that was promised and this kind of thing that was f- lording over his head I guess for his entire king dumb ship whatever and Allison perceives that Viserys is talking about her son Aegon, and that leads directly into the events of Episode Nine. Which quick so, summary? What so, so let's just talk. Let's just talk a little bit Episode Eight before we end Episode Nine. Now uh, let's just do it. I'm just no. Do a I just want to just I just want to get what, just one big highlight is just because uh, I don't not Episode Nine. We're not going to talk about Viserys's performance and just the fact that he gave us just a great swan song to, to an amazing performance. I will be disappointed if he's Emmy times. He's personally not nominated for best actor. I think he's been best he, actor, best supporting actor. I don't know what they're going to put him in. I would personally, I think best actor, but I, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a, it's, they can do whatever the fuck they want. Like, cause, cause and everybody in the show is supporting everybody else. So no, I mean, Rainier and Allison are clearly the leads. Yeah, no, but Alex, there's a world where they say Allison's supporting and like Rhaenyra's lead, or they vice versa. There's like a it's Alex, you do that so you can get the most dubs. Like Alex, like half of the game. None, none of this show is getting a dub for acting. No, no, but there's even too many even, people. Well, well, even a nom is is great. yeah, they'll get nominations. Yeah, but nobody, but Al- no, but Alex, but there was constantly like they used to put Jon Snow in for supporting, and then one year they decided to put him in as lead. Like it's that's, yeah, because five and six, he was more of a lead than one through four. Yeah. Okay, so it makes sense. No, I know it makes sense, but I'm saying, though, it's a normal thing for them just to be playing around with who's lead and who's supporting. Yeah, I mean, Patty Constantine, Viserys, great job. You know, George R. R. Martin obviously called him up, and he said, your Viserys is better than mine. If I had my will, I'd go back and change it to make it you. Whatever. I don't even know what that means. No, he'd, like, uh, change the characteristics a little bit of the the way that Patty kind of plays him. And, you know, I think the main thing that was going around is that Rings of Power, House of Dragon. Oh, we have Sauron and the rings and the dragons. And the most epic scene was that a man trying to sit on the throne for the last time. And that's kind of what this show tries to do. And we know sometimes it does it better than others. Sometimes it does it really well. Sometimes it just it really fails. Right For a show called House of the Dragon, it's more like a, no, like a telenovela than it is a yeah. show about dragons fighting. And sometimes they hit you with those really hard spots like they did in episode eight. And sometimes, you know, you fall flat like Kristen Cole acting like a, like a, you know, soap villain. <laughs> and that's where we get into episode nine a little bit, right? Consequences of that sitcom ending is like the call of Viserys' death, mis- miscommunication. Allison, her father, and the whole smell cancel meet to discuss the secession plan. Allison tells them that Viserys wants Aegon to be king. Most of the council... You know what? Is didn't even care. They were plotting already, and Cole kills any resistance to that. And Harold Westerling, who is the head of the Kingsguard, he resigns. High Towers and the Greens are working on a timetable because they need to get eyes in front of the Aegon. 
as King before, you know, Rainier and Damon figured out anything happens. There's a wild goose chase searching for Aegon. They find him. Kristen Cole's the new head of the Kingsguard, and Aemon, find, they find Aegon. He's crowned king. Before Rainier, uh, before Rhaenys, the queen who never was, she storms a ceremony with a dragon, stares down the greens, then she just leaves. All right, here we go into the episode. We're just, let's start with the end of episode eight. Yeah. The sitcom ending. Viserys, Alicent, miscommunication, which... <laughs> I really honestly hated it. I was like, I was like, this is a pretty good episode. I was really liking it. And then that happened. And I was like, what is going on here? Like, it's just this most simplest bit of miscommunication. I'm like, I was like, are we really just playing a a bad game of telephone? But the reason I really disliked it is episode nine is because you you figure out that, oh, Allison doesn't have to make a decision, has no dilemmas, because in her mind, Viserys wanted Aegon to be king. So we're just going to throw away any sort of choice that she has to make, and we're going to put plot in front of this this kind of character and story. Also, what could have been cool is people being like, like, we're... Like, it would have been cool if somebody had a conversation with her, like, it's cool that, like, you want him to be king, but, like, we all know he didn't say that. It would have been cool. Like, one of the best things is when her, when the kid, when, uh, Aegon. when, when Aegon's like, my dad never wanted me to be king. Well, then he kind of believes it at the end. And then he kind of believes it, and I'm like, but I wish there was just more conversations like that. And I wish it was, like, even well, the she's guys. She's queen. No one's going to question yeah, her. No, but I would have wished, like, even her, I would have loved it if Patty Constantine was like, that was a good, not Patty Constantine. Otto, Otto. If Otto Hightower was like. Hey, that's that's a good move right there you pulled, and her being like, it's not a move, and like you know, I because that's my so whole. What's thing. the problem with? I understand this is an event. Maybe this happened in the books. I don't exactly know. I'm not trying to read any of it. But what's the problem with? Hey, Viserys is dead. Small Council's plotting to to make it Aegon, and Allison's like, wait, I just had this treaty with Rhaenyra. Do I want to break this up? We have this minuscule day timetable to make Aegon king. Do we want to do that, or do I want to go with Rhaenyra and maybe get peace? And there's a dilemma there, and that's a really good dilemma, and something that the show has had a hard time doing is making dilemmas because of the time skips, right? And they just faltered it with saying, hey, we're going to make that decision for you, Alicent. And I really hated that for that reason, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I really dislike that that decision making. It, it, it takes away a lot of her angst and, and her right. decision making. History power. book or not, make her make the decision to go yeah. with Aegon, right? And that's fine. You still end up on the same point. You get the same conclusion because, like, be, because she didn't come to this decision, she gets to still be like conflicted about uh, um, conflicting pain on Rhaenyra. That's why they made that decision. She doesn't make any choices. Yeah, there's no choices being made. Everything's being made for her, and that's that's what makes boring TV. And that's what I was like, hey. This doesn't even seem true to me. Like, what's happening in the story? It, it feels like, Ray, you know, obviously the whole point is that Allison can't make any decisions. She's unable to and all this sort well, of thing. Well, that's supposed and to be her ev- character. Everybody's, everybody's controlling her and she doesn't even know what she actually believes. And I get that. But this is the point in time where she's like, hey, I actually have to make a decision. What do I do? Yeah. Well, this is going back to something I think I kind of... I kind of hinted at earlier in the season, this idea that she's the most winningest character. When she tries at something, I still think she is the most successful. She is like the most successful. Well, it was Otto who pretty much did everything. Uh, well, no, but hey, she decided I'm going to be the one that gets uh, that gets my son, and she got him, and she is that she controls the power. My whole thing is, I don't think it really mattered at the end of the day. Yeah, um, that is also something I it, didn't. It's not like Tywin 
and Cersei, they have a much better relationship than Tywin and Cersei, Otto and Alicent. Yeah. Right? Obviously, they're both really shitty relationships, but at the end of the day, like, Otto's like, we're doing this all for you. Tywin's doing it all for himself and the power. Yeah. Right? He goes up to Tommen, and he's like, um, the day he's going to become king and Joffrey dies, he's like, giving time and advice so that he can sustain power for another 10 years right Otto's like we're doing this all for the lineage we got it not a big deal here i, I don't know i, I like just, i feel like they tried to divide them but they're really playing on the same team yeah that's why i didn't feel there's a lot of conflict there either right yeah. i mean the whole I, I really did enjoy the Aegon finding storyline i mean aside from the crappy action looking scenes well also these twins that are like eric and eric yeah, Eric and Eric. But they're spelled differently. Yeah, you know, once with an E, once with an A. It's A R R Y C K and E R R Y C K. I think. Yeah. Um. And my real thing is like they're like so crucial to decision making in this episode, and this is where the time skipping is just having a flaw because I don't care about them and their decision making because I haven't been introduced to them yet. It feels like even though supposedly I was introduced to them last episode. No, it's not just them. It's Beesberry, right? It's the man who was hung. Right, it's. I mean, uh, Beesberry is the guy who uh, who Kristen Cole slams on the. Oh, I. Oh, that's actually I disagree because I recognize that you guy. Recognized him, but no, no, no. He. I don't care that he died. No, no, but I, I, I cared. I, I should have cared more, but I cared more than I cared about some of those other guys because I didn't even recognize them. At least that guy, I was like, this is a guy that's been in that room this whole the whole show. Yeah, I've known. I've like, known him for seventy years. And I'm I like, was great. I I wouldn't know that because maybe you've had two words before this moment. Come on, I mean that that's where the show the bread and butter of the show is time skips and that's where they're gonna fail on. Also, I just liked that it. it was Fleetlag's uh, dad. I just I also just found that hysterical. Oh, is that is that uh what's her name's dad in the show? Yeah, Fleabag's dad in the show. I don't I don't know his name. I just know it's in the show Fleabag. That's What's her the dad. name in the show? What's her she... name is Fleabag. In the credits, it's Fleabag. They oh, never nobody, specifically... Nobody, nobody calls her Nobody ever calls her anything. Somebody calls her Fleabag once, I think, and that's like the closest you ever get. Yeah, whatever, I but guess. We, we, we can talk about how good that show is on, on another case. It's pretty good. All right, so there's no heroes. There's no one to root for. This whole episode is King's Landing. It's the High Tower perspective. Not really perspective. It's just what they're that, doing. That is something not their perspective. I, I did like. Well, no, it was the POV was. It's just what they're was, doing. It was King's Landing. Yeah, they, they they never left King's Landing. That's something I actually really did appreciate this episode. The idea that we're that we're staying in a singular location allowed me to focus in on our characters. Having giving this as like an Allison set piece episode. Just, I think, really shows how good of a performer Olivia Cook is. It would have mattered if, like, hell, oh, this woman who's running this this uh, this house where children fight. Maybe if we learned about it earlier, well, could have been a bigger payoff. Literally, or... this is in my notes. The chick that Damon slept with is still in this show. I was like, what is she even still doing here? I mean, all these people. That's that's the problem. It's an appendix, and with appendix comes. You know, bullet points, and that takes up half of episodes. And I don't know why they're even doing it at this point. But we I mean, we continue. I mean, the, I don't know if season two will be any different. But uh, so I'm interested to see what it's like without Sapochnik. Yeah, I mean, it's not even that. This wasn't. A, I don't think this was a well directed episode. You saw that fight that Eric. Eric oh, that fight was crap. Eric and Kristen Cole. Like, have we ever seen a sword fight before? It looked like they were fighting with like pool noodles. It made no sense. Also, like like the. The moment, the end moments, the giant dramatic moment where the dragon pops out, I didn't feel any stakes. I was never even... Now, you know what? When Aegon's coming out, that's pretty fucking dope. 
No, it's dope, but I didn't feel stakes because I never first. No, the, the rainy scene, I agree. But when Aegon yeah, 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 yeah. when comes out and he's going through the swords, I'm like, these guys know to throw a party. All right. Yeah. That was fucking awesome. That was one of the best scenes I've seen on the whole show. No, I'm talking about just when the dragon pops up. I go, when the dragon pops up, I'm like, I knew something was going to happen. And now that it's happened, it's whatever, I guess. I was like, I was like, they're literally just doing exactly what I thought they were going to do. No, I didn't think Rhaenys was going to come in. I thought that was Damon at first. No, I knew it was Rhaenys. Well, you see her walking down to go get her dragon. I knew that's what oh, she was did you, doing. Oh, did you see her walking down? Yeah, there's literally a, they literally cut to a shot of her yeah, walking I guess down that the is stairs. Her. I guess that is her. And I was like, all right, well, now she's going to pop. I was going to be like, it's so weird that she could just pop through with the dragon right under. That's like, not so weird because it's right. It, that is like the dragon category. No, I know, there. but it's like my guys. Like, that's I don't know. where they meet. Uh, it's where John meets Cersei with the White Walker. That's that same place, but it's it's obviously it's been a hundred plus years. Really? Yeah. That's cool. So that place has been way run down. No one goes there anymore because it's a Targaryen spot. It's yeah. like a dragon like place. So whatever. I mean, at that point, no that's one cool. There. How'd you know it was that spot? Just a lot of lot of lot of Game of Thrones stuff going around these days. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you know, you just hear about stuff. Uh, I mean, other than taking away dilemmas for characters, Rhaenys, right? She's uh got the fire. Right at the green's throat. She decides not to pull the trigger. I mean, I could go like full analyzation here and say, hey, the reason she didn't do it is because, oh, she sees Allison covering Aegon and she's like, you know what? I'm free and this woman isn't. And I realize this isn't my battle because I don't really care in the end. I leave a free life. I really don't have a husband anymore because he's about to die, apparently, even though we don't really know. And I could just fly away right now, and that's what she does. And I guess she's going to to Rhaenyra to to tell her what's going on. But like, just from a pure watching perspective, like it, it didn't make a lot of sense, right? I mean, the overanalyzation makes sense. She's free, you know, and you know, Eve Best's whole character was like, "Hey, I still am kind of tied to the hip of this throne." And now she realized I don't even want this shit anymore. Like, but from watching it, I was like, "This is really stupid." Like, just from a pure, like, hey, I'm right in front of the TV. I'm watching this one scene. Rhaenys is not blowing the fire on these people. I'm yeah, like, I was like. Waste. It was a waste of time. I was like, I was like, then don't, like, if your whole show dies, if she kills them, just don't put her in a position where she can kill them. Like, that, I was just like, what, because she's defending her kid? No, no, no. I, I, yeah, again, so we can go full analyzation and make sense afterwards. But in the moment, I'm like, this is really boring. No, in the in the moment, I knew exactly. No, I knew she wasn't going to hurt her. I was like, no, but also I knew it was like, all right, well, she's defending the kid. She's like, oh, no, my kids died. No, I that's not her. what it was. That's that's 100% No, for what me, it was, was I think she, uh, her whole life was I didn't get this queenship, at least up until this point, right? And I think she finally realized, like, oh, I don't. I I'm free. Alicent is tied to everything. Oh, that's a take. I this I haven't heard that take yet. Right. I'm saying Alicent is 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 not free at all. Her whole life is being controlled by others. Right. She's she's showing her feet to Laris. She's yeah. <laughs> having she's having sex with the one eyed king, thirty years her senior. Right. And her whole life's garbage. And Eve's best is like this whole thing I wanted this whole time is nothing like I wanted it to be. And yeah, you're right. They could they could have done it. In a very succession way where someone's going up the stairs and Logan Roy tells him to fuck off. But, you know, they chose to do it like in a really fantasy way where she comes up with the dragon and she flies away. Yeah, it, it, it just felt a little... They just did the first take of the script. They didn't like... They didn't try to... Yeah, one pass. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. It felt like they just had one pass at the script and that's my... 
That's my big issue with a lot of their show in general. It feels like they're not like you know they're not, they're not like spending. Oh no, time. They're, they're, it feels like they're sacrificing character for appendix. Yes. And I I get a lot of people online when we post content being like, oh, but this is exactly how it happened in the books. Where you're like, well, it's not working for people. We're we're big believers, I think, in adaptation. No, no, no. It's not even that, right? I mean, you can still come to the same conclusion, but do it differently, right? It doesn't matter if it happened in the books. Well, that's, this that's, is what, t- I, that's what I consider adaptation. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but if it's not working for people, then who cares if this is what happened? Oh, but in three years, the Dance of the Dragon gets really heated up. I'm like, why do I care what happens? I'm bored right now watching TV, which is the goal of the show is to get me to know what, what see what happens next. I should want to know what happens next. And right now, you're I'm raw. I mean, a little bit. The the next week episode looks fucking dope in the mini trailer they have at the end of the app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, it looks fucking amazing. Well, also, I do really like that. Like episode nine is King's Landing. Episode ten is gonna be uh, no, they they Dragonstone. Go, no, they're gonna go to King's Landing though. Oh, you think they're gonna go back? I think I, I saw one of the Rainier's sons like running in King's Landing somewhere. Oh, it I, looked, I mean the tr- the trailer made it look pretty epic, but we'll see what happens. I heard there might be a death or something going down. I don't know. It's season finale. Honestly, uh, no one killing off nobody wouldn't. It wouldn't. Do you surprise. think we got like our first dragon fight? I I just want people. You know, I want dragon. Some dragon to fall, and then like two dudes got to fall in like the middle of fire. Like two guys got to fight in the middle of fire. No, but also I'm down. Like you know. Two people on dragons fighting, and that's exactly well, no. That's just what the whole that was supposed to be the whole premise of the. I got it. House of the, the Dragons. House of the Dragons. Right. Exactly. All right. Let's just talk really fast about Kristen Cole and why he is maybe the most annoying character in TV history. Right <laughs> now. No, I mean he, he's playing. He's a he's a soap villain, right? He's still pissed about this small. Yeah, he's thing. still so pissed. Fifteen years ago, what did what did Westerling, what did uh, Graham McTavish's the the head of the Kingsguard ever do to him? Nothing, right? He's he's spoken for the first time, Gra- Graham McTavish in nine episodes. I'm really hoping Graham McTavish goes to Rainier and is like, it's nah. a classic Barristan Salmi. Yeah, I'm right hoping there. he does the Barristan Salmi. Except Barristan Salmi maybe had the dopest scene. It's like I could cut through a lot of you like butter. I was it? like, yo, even in my old he's, age. He's, it's not even close to as good as that scene. Now, that scene where Barristelli takes off his cloak, right? And uh, Marin Trant is there. And Marin Trant obviously goes in the... He's also in, like, the, the god-tier hateable characters, right? And uh, he's just like, even in my old age, I get cut through a lot of you, like, butter. Yeah, fucking awesome, dude. Early seasons... Uh, this, this still has got nothing on early season Game of Thrones. First four seasons Game of Thrones. And, uh, you know, Battle of the Bastards, obviously. Best ep, whatever, but... Uh, so Pachnik didn't give us a bat. I was just wanting a battle of the bastards app. I was really whatever, whatever. I mean, you know, I guess there was just nothing in the appendix. Oh, well, no, we no, have no, to no. follow they, the appendix. They, they've talked. Whenever they talked about the season, they said we specifically wanted to not do action. They said they wanted to try to keep it internal about about the internal the internalness of this family. And what's happening in the back room. Hey, you got this huge budget, right? Flex a little bit, though. I, that's what I'm saying. Right, we're not saying it has to be the make or break point of your episode, but, like, flex. Come yeah, on. Yeah, come on. Because that Cole fight scene, first of all, Cole is supposed to be your strongest warrior in the show so far. And he almost gets, like, bitch slapped by Eric or Eric. I don't know which one it was. It doesn't matter. No, it was Eric. Right, exactly. <laughs> He's a top three warrior. It was a lame showing. Claire Kilner, I think you're a good director, but that scene, come on. Did, what, didn't she do an episode we really liked earlier? Yeah, yeah, she did. Uh, episode five. Did she, was I it? think she did the wedding episode. Yeah, Th- might be the best episode of the show. Right? I, I, I mean, the first half, first half was years better than the second half. Yeah, 
and was is it just like that it's way not it's not Millie and Allison. I think it's just we stayed with those same characters for a long period of time, and we built them out. Right, each one of them felt like wow, such a real person. And yeah, every one of them had like, oh, the the Allison, um, Rhaenyra, uh, will they won't they that wasn't even talked about, but felt like they had had three seasons to last together. I mean. They don't have that because every episode or two we're skipping. And I'm wondering, do we skip from... I don't think we're skipping now because these characters are here. But uh, there's just too many characters and not enough time. And, you know, this is this is what we're getting. Now, that saying, top 10 show of the year. Yeah, 100%. It's an awesome show. You know, we're watching every week. I look forward to watching it. It's just, uh, it's just been a little topsy-turvy. And I'm wondering, season two, how do they fix that? Or fix certain aspects of it. I I really hope they are going to do some course correction for season two. It needs like I I'm not... they have to do the, I think they have to do the skipping now. Maybe now I don't know. Is Eamon the main a main player? Like is I have no idea. Like is is Allison by the end of, by end of season four going to like be like a like a sixty or seventy year old woman? Like what's 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 the end goal of this whole thing? Yeah, Mad King. You know uh, what? Like I'm saying, are we go how how far are we going are we going to the birth of the mad king like what's the yeah because you know you have we have azor high you have the prince that was promised playing like a really outstretched role in the exterior of this season is that the end we see of it because that dagger is not going any it's not going anywhere you know you even had aegon's conquerors uh helmet or uh you know uh crown so there's a lot of like Big Game of Thrones lore going on in the background. I don't know where that comes in here at this season, and uh, or whatever later on. But uh, let's go into I guess next episode. What, what are we thinking? Uh, well, from what I can tell, it looks like it's gonna be a big like you know it's gonna be a it's gonna be a Targaryen focused episode, a little bit more Dragonstone. It's gonna be Rhaenyra building up her her forces. And probably there's gonna be an attempt to kill them. Yeah, who do who do we who, what fights do we want to see? Like, I don't think they're gonna show us Aemon versus Damon this early on. I think. They, well, no. So the question is, does Sir Kristen Cole like Damon? Kristen Cole versus Damon's fine. Like, like, does Sir Kristen Cole try to invade uh, the palace? And then he's like Aemon, under, Aemon under the come, silent of night. Well, then he has to go with the dragon rider, so he goes with Aemon. Because I actually kind of like their relationship in uh, this episode. They, I had they had a good chemistry. They really, I the the line where I understand working hard for others who have don't have to work at all. Like I get it, he was a knight that didn't come from any notable house. I wish they would again. I wish they would have went in on that a little bit more. Why he feels the insecurity that he literally feels every second of the show, right? They tell us he feels insecure, but why does he feel insecure? We get like two lines of that. I mean, there's just there's so much characterization that's just it, it's like giving itself to you, but you just they, yeah. they don't they chose not to do it. I don't know why not. Well, Kristen Cole, ten seconds of like training against guys he's clearly better than, but them getting all the credit. Why can't you do that? I have no idea. There's there's a lot. Of, here's the thing. I'm still getting some enjoyment out of the show. And I'm no, gonna, we're not saying it's a bad show. We, we're just we're criticizing. The, yeah, we got it's we, all it's all and it's all the time skip issue. That's all. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And it's and, it, and they really tried something with the show. They really tried. Yeah, they're continuing the try. Oh yeah, no, no. And they're gonna. Oh, season two. They, they, season two. The writers' room's already going. They're in production. I think the biggest misstep was that Allison thing. God, that was really bad. Yeah. How I, do you how do you do that like, in an episode? Takes, I would have really much preferred a dilemma. He, he well, no, no. And he he's he never has. And she has to deal with they they were they were planning this for a while, and she doesn't know how she feels about that. No, but she has to make the decision within the next four hours. 
That's yeah. the whole thing because Aegon's got to be king before Rhaenyra and Damon learn about Viserys' death. Right? And now she has to make that decision while they're finding Aegon. So everything is working on like a 24-ish kind of timetable. And she's got to come to that decision, which would make more sense why they're fighting about who who gets Aegon first, right? Because maybe Alicent's going to make the decision to go with Rhaenyra's choice, right? So they had a they could have had a really good episode that was like packed to the brim with, hey, what's this choice she's going to make? And they couldn't even call it the choice if they wanted to be settled, not subtle about it, but they didn't choose to. I heard I heard a cool thing where like. This version of Clegane Bowl could be Damon versus Aemond. And they, yeah. just, they just like build it up to like season four and then finally pay off with it. And, but but hopefully, unlike the last one, they have like it's a real showdown. This thing, unlike Clegane Bowl? Yeah, I, you know what I mean? Like, you weren't a fan of Clegane Bowl? No. It's a great scene. No, no, no. It's a great scene. But the way I always. You wanted like, Mountain versus Viper, but Clegane versus Clegane. Yeah, exactly. I wanted it to be like. So Bowser Death, we got a whole crew here to see it. Like tournament style 1v1. That's what I wanted. I was I love that was never what it was gonna be. Even if the show ended the way it did, that was never what it was gonna be. You know that. Wee! We were never gonna get it in like a tournament setting the way we did Mountain vs. Viper. Or Mountain vs. Viper. I I no, but they had so many trials by combats. Like, come on. Why right, not? but I just don't see a situation where you get, first of all, like zombie Clegane and him like fighting well no because there was the whole thing no because I literally I'll tell you what I thought was going to happen in Game of Thrones alright the whole thing was uh, uh, Cersei was going to they were going to put Cersei on trial for uh, for all the, High all the, Sparrow the High Sparrow was going to put her on trial so how does Sandor get there though what how does Sandor oh get? no no this was the whole beforehand we were just like we just got to get him there and, he, yeah. and, and they can fight like, I didn't know if it makes sense for Sandor's then, character yeah, yeah, yeah. that was the whole thing it was like if we can just get him there there could she could be like trial by combat and he'll be like, bruh, this is the fight I've been waiting for. I Let's go. I don't give a fuck about the sparrow, but I'm down to fight that. Exactly. The problem is that then then Sandor has to lose. Then yeah. then the hound has to lose that. Well fight. no, our whole thing was that he would he would I I didn't know where the show was going, so you know what I mean? Yeah, it just wouldn't make sense because what was the reason I guess he goes back to fight the the mountain and then he gets that chance to fight the mountain and that would be the only way he could do it all right episode 10 thoughts season finale i guess what do i want to see i want to see aemon go against jace and whatever the other rhaenyra's son is like whatever their names are i want to see i want to see that little rematch going on there you just give me aemon give me like half the episode be about aemon flying with with cold to king's landing give me give me that as the opening scene because that just seems really cool to me. Give me Damon doing something, you know. I, you know, just I want to see people put in position to fight somebody else. Yeah, there, there just hasn't been enough like dope ass fights. Again, that's not the problem with the show, though. The show, no, could, so many the, other the show could be without all the fights that they've had and still be a freaking awesome show. Yeah, and it's been a pretty good show. I don't but know. We, I, I think there was a there was a good fighter to I feel like would improve our. Opening. No, I don't think it would have. I think if if I think there's so many characterization issues, which is like because. I mean, I don't know, no, no, because then we'd be able to be like, well, you know, at least that set piece, that set piece. No, because I thought the the, the Aegon King, uh, like, stadium set piece was awesome. Was no, one that of, was It's one of the best I'd seen. It's not about the set. The set pieces are not the reason we just, we, we had these criticisms. No, but I'm saying it would, it, 
improves it. The more good set what, pieces. What are, you, what are you giving up for these set pieces, though? Oh, I don't want to give up anything. That's the problem. Yeah. Right? So I think we're, we're at a place where we just need to stay with characters and learn about them and, you know, kind of have the long-form storytelling that we come to love with Game of Thrones. And obviously this isn't Game of Thrones, right? But uh, maybe come to love with Succession and any other HBO show that deals with an ensemble cast like Industry or White Lotus or... The several other programs they've developed over 20 plus years of making content over here. I mean, that's what their bread and butter is. It's uh, ensemble casts. And it's usually has to do with secession. Am I wrong? Six Feet Under, uh, Sopranos, Industry, Game of Thrones. All this stuff is out with the old and with the new. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, Sopranos is the whole thing. Well, the whole thing is we're, we're not at the start of something. We're at the end of something. Right. Uh, Six Feet Under. Right, six yeah, feet, six feet under is about literally the family, the end of everyone's life. Right, I'm saying it's the family getting, you know, the whatever. I don't know. I've never seen Six Feet Under. I'm just, I'm just reading the, 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 you know, the log line right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying uh, industry is literally all in with the. I'm saying they, they this is what their bread and butter. Well, is. That's, 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 well, that's just classic storytelling. You know, it's like we're here. We're at the end of it. You know, this is. It's never. It's it's only going to get worse from. Here no, no, but 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 usually these shows are not about building something. It's about tearing yeah. stuff down. Yeah, it's about tearing it down. Right. I mean, you're not getting like. A... Well, that's well. So that's why. Um, taking it back to a show we did earlier this season. That's why I love. Uh, Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul is the building. It's doing a little bit of both. They're doing both. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. But it's the building of a universe we've already seen tear down. That's what's so cool. Oh, about well, that I people. mean. Right. I mean, Walter White is building something new. Yeah, but he's building no, no, no. But I'm saying though, the the like, you know, my overall theory of Breaking Bad. I've always said that Walter is a vehicle of destruction in a world that's already built. He's coming in there and destroying it. Yeah. And in Breaking Bad and in Better Call Saul, we're seeing the building of that world. Right. Yeah. Or at least the trans a transition period. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. It's Gus is Gus well, no, is transitioning. It, well, it's the building of the world we see. Yeah, in, in we Breaking see Bad. where Gus is already in charge. Gus is already in charge. Uh, there, there's, there's a world that's already established in the beginning of Better Call Saul that changes at the end. That was me. Gus doesn't even come in charge till Breaking until like midway through Breaking Bad. Yeah. He he kills he kills both Dons Don whatever the bald Don and the buff Don and then know. and then he dies pretty soon after yeah so I mean I guess there's that all right we're gonna do episode ten sooner than we did this one.